<laughs> hey, Nick, welcome and Happy New Year to you. It's 2020. Hi, Danko, and Happy New Year to you. It's 2021. Just kidding. It's 2020, but you can what a use singer. What a great way to kick off the new year. It's double the worth because this has me clarifying it's 2020 afterwards, and then I say 2021. So use that audio drop in 2021. So usually when we have a guest... Nick, you come by a little earlier, and <laughs> usually the plan usually the plan is for Nick to come yeah. a little earlier, and then we we record a like a little quick intro. Yeah, um, and I think that was the plan. General today, eight years ago. Yeah, and then since then we tend to just do it in front of the person. Now we just do it in front of them. So today's guest is in front of us, quietly listening to us talk about him, wearing a hat. But you can't say anything. And uh, comedian, uh, funny man in the uh, Canadian uh, comedy scene. You know uh, what? You've, if you've seen him, you've laughed. That's how it works with this boy. And uh, his name is? Chris Locke. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'm glad he's here. Um, you always bring the comedians to the podcast. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like bringing the thunder. Yeah, well, that's what, <laughs> that's what I meant, right? I've, I, yeah, I've, made, I've got you some serious gets, you know, and uh, I should be your book, your paid booker for Andy guests. Kindler. Yeah, but you know, you're actually much better at getting real celeb guests there. You're, you, go, you go high. You've had well, Phil thanks. Anselmo. Thank you. Chris Locke, everybody. <laughs> should start. we start? Yeah. I think Chris is itching to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, sneaking me in here, Nick. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, into this uh, magical headquarters. Oh, Trojan forcing me in. But we yeah. got to play the intro first. Ladies and gentlemen, the intro song. The Tango Joe's podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Tango's crew. I'll tell him for free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes. Jimmy in from Fuck Joe. Stop playing Hang Joe. Well, welcome, Chris, to the podcast. That was a, a, a wonderful intro uh, Nick and I uh, did for you, I think. Yeah, it was great. We talked you up, I think. Yeah, we said great things about you, Chris. <laughs> but uh, Danko brings the real celebs on. Danko usually. brings, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of insulted you there. No, it's okay. I'm it's, not, it's, I wouldn't walk around being like, hi, I'm a celeb. You know what? Though, it's people... part of the Nick Flanagan package. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know about his package. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did listen to, um, was it you were on his podcast, Nick Flanagan Weekly, Chris? <laughs> yes. yes. And at first I thought, you know, oh, does Nick... No, the Nick, mic is does on. Does Nick treat me differently? Does he talk to me... Uh, differently than mm-hmm. his other like comedic uh, contemporaries, and the answer is no. There, are, <laughs> yeah. there is an equal amount of um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, disses. No, it's like, not disses. Like, uh, I'm not dissing soft disses. I'm, I'm having fun, and uh, you know, should what? we get into breaking down Nick Flanagan? Nick Flanagan no, already. That was a podcast that we tried with Tim Gilbert. This is complicated. It's complicated. We, we did that now already, actually. I don't know if you know about this, but Tim no. Gilbert came over here, yeah, and we were going to record a Nick, the first, the first attempt at Nick doing a podcast. Basically, one mm-hmm. of them, you know, and then it just turned real ugly because Tim and I just well, the tag teamed on Nick was, uh, you know, tell me what's wrong with me. I never know how far I can go with Nick, so this yeah. might be delicate. No, it's yeah, not exactly. going to be delicate. It's not going to be delicate. Look, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uncomfortable. Not. It's, it's not, not going to be delicate. delicate. I am I not was delicate. A delicate earlier. It's not going to be del- a super delicate. Okay, so a- I'll, I'll change. I'll change. Uh, you, hi, hi, everybody. Yeah, let's start again. Hi, everybody. Let's I'm talk comedian about Chris, Chris Locke. I tour yeah, all the time. I'm on TV all the time. And I have a friend in the comedy scene named Nick Flanagan who is not delicate. No, I am okay. delicate. I'm very delicate. <laughs> well, well, and I'm what? delicate with people sometimes. So Nick's Nick always is like the wind. Nick's always know? throwing me He's like always... names. Uh, mm-hmm. You should get this person. You should get that person. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, everyone's funny. You know, the, mm-hmm. the names he throws into the hat. Yeah. Um, but I always <laughs> choose the ones that A, it sounds bad to say, but got shit going on and have mm. stuff out there that if you're a listener in such and such place, mm-hmm. you can kind of connect with the conversation 
because there's an album, there's a podcast, there's a, like, YouTube a vlog mm-hmm. or something or a TV show there's a vibe. or a special. There's yeah, a there's, Twitter account. Yeah. Um, there's LinkedIn. Yeah, like so it's not just someone who's really, you know, killing it on the local Toronto music scene. So you have yeah. two or in this case, albums. comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, I say I have music two. scene? You did, Sorry, yes. Yeah. It's okay. It's That's your fine. world. Yeah, it's your world. Um, so you've got two comedy albums. Yeah, two, but they're in, uh, they're independently produced. I p- recorded them myself so I could put them on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all that myself. SiriusXM plays them on comedy channels here and in the States. And I also, uh, but I'm a tu- touring comic constantly through clubs and independent shows. And I'm an actor, and you can see me on some shows. Wow. What are the shows? Well, I got a new uh, CBC. I'm in a CBC Gem uh, web series coming out called uh, Communist Daughter. And I got a scene coming up in the new season of Working Moms where I play... Oh, I don't want to give it away, but it's one of the most... In- My friend edits on the show, and they said it's the most insane scene they've ever seen on the show. So I'm excited for people to see that. And then I've done like you know stuff on like Baroness von Sketch and Tall Boys and Mr. Uh, D, Mr. D, and stuff like that. God, you know what I was saying this on my so podcast yesterday. So in Canada, yesterday. I'm huge, which means you kind of no a big one knows deal. me. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're kind Except of a for big comedy deal. fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard your comedy records. I'm not a big deal, but comedy, but there is great comedy fans. Um, yeah, in Canada yeah. and in the states, I go to the states, but you got to keep that on the DL sometimes, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, your comedy records are great, uh-huh. and so yeah. that was the the thing that you know I reached out to Nick to to get you after he'd thrown a few names. That's really way. nice. I appreciate so, it. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. No Robbie. problem. Also, I, my live show though is what I like promoting the most because I'm crazy and I do ha- like it's usually goes in between half material, half riffing, and I just put a weird 45 minute setup on my YouTube page that someone oh. filmed and edited for me in Winnipeg. Okay. At the Handsome Daughter. I don't know if you've ever uh, been out there. I and, think uh, I've been to that I place. I love that place. I, yeah. Is that a music venue? I usually go to uh, like there's a club there that I do every year called Rumors, but the scene there, the independent scene is amazing. Oh, you said Winnipeg? Yeah, so oh, they no, brought me up to there. Handsome Daughter. See, two sips of this coffee, and I told you I was go go crazy, right? Yeah, and you've got your like resume, so like, you've got, you're killing it. Well, I'm just trying to get it out before you start talking again. <laughs> what do you mean? I've been silent. <laughs> but now that we got it out there, and, like, some people are listening, they're like, okay, he, okay, he's established himself. No, you kicked ass can, with that resume. No, not, now I can chill, and I don't care. Let's party, CV. whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys have... Well, I was going to... I bring up the comedy records with every comedic guest on the podcast Mm -hmm. with Nick. I always tend to focus on the albums because the records are, are... are kind of a comedy records are a lost art form almost. You yeah, know? In, by, in many ways. Yeah, if you want to get into it, I'll tell you what inspired me well, the first time I did it. Um, I'm a mega Richard Pryor fan. Mm-hmm. And before his big ones, uh, he did... Uh, it would, like, Tons when, yeah. on Laugh. Yeah, I mean so, they weren't his own. Like I, laugh, just sort of bootlegged them. Basically, maybe but they feel like bootlegs. Yeah, who, who released craps? That's, that's what I'm talking that's about. on laugh records, and that's such a yeah. That's what I thought. So that one is my favorite, um, and it's just before he blew up with the. I can't say the title of the other mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? He's but crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. The crazy one. Yeah, Crazy Richard. It's called. <laughs> Super <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But I love that one too. That one's a big influence on me. But the the craps one is like, it's you hear the I think you hear the clinking of the cutlery on the plates. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's <clears throat> screaming with joy. He's just being loose and silly the yeah. whole time. It's a party, and so I was like, even if I'm gonna make, I, I just want to make something that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. I just want people to, if they give it a, a, exa- a sample of me, they check it out. It sounds like everybody in the room is partying and having a good time. So, mm-hmm. I don't care about the big like, you know. A few of his albums mm-hmm. sound like that. Yeah, though. Reverend yeah, Do-Right yeah. was one I had that yeah. sounds like that and um I mean most of the Laugh Records ones ironically, you know, because they're probably bootlegs or had like lower quality rec- recording quality, like they sound better and they sound like you're in the room, you know, which is so I cool. I love that. And you know, in the early 2000s, uh, I was on a comedy message board, and there were pe- because we it was weird. Like in Canada, we weren't getting a lot of that weird like post Mister Show stuff easily. Like comedy clips of people like Sarah Silverman doing sets, and there were there were people who'd bootlegged entire sets by like Louis C.K. or Sarah Silverman, and 
Zach Galifianakis, and they'd post it, and it was fun listening. Yeah, the first Louis C.K. hour I heard was a bootleg. And also, don't forget the Mitch Hedberg uh, first record with the bass playing in the background. I think Mm -hmm. that was his first record. Mm -hmm. That's also got a similar sound to what you're talking about. You know. Well, you can maybe relate to this. I think because of where you come from with music. I think that my approach to my comedy career. Um, because the game is small in Canada, and it's important to play the game, but the game here sucks. I've been always DIY about it. And so, yeah, it is kind of like that. It's like, I'm not releasing an album to be like, my my grand album, everybody, please. No, no. It's like, no, people find this, comedy fans find this, and party and get down and spread the word, and I'll come to your town, and we'll keep building like a fan base like that. It's well, more about... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've adjusted what I usually wanted from comedians, which is like a real product I can hold in my hands, like a record or a CD. But nowadays, like you mentioned, you have these Spotify records. Nick's got Spotify records. Mm. Um, Although I was like very, uh, you know, lucked into getting it put out on LP and cassette as well, you know, which is important to me too. But my point is... uh, even though it's just on Spotify, I don't know if you did a hard version of it, a hard copy version of it, but you did go to the extent of um, getting artwork for it. So mm-hmm. there's an art. Yeah. So just having a cover yeah, kind of connects a listener to the to an album, mm-hmm. like an official release. I think a PDF of liner notes or something with yeah. liner notes, even if it's on your Bandcamp or something. But here's that's my really here's helpful. my thing is here's my here's where I'm leading to is it's 2020. Your last album came out in 2016. Yeah. It's been four years, mm-hmm. and so you know uh, yeah. we talk about prior. Carlin was another one where they pumped out records every two years. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, mm-hmm. some of those prior records were bootlegged, and, and Carlin's weren't. Mm-hmm. But but um, it was a consistent, you know, every two years you get a record. Now it's been four years for you. And how long has it been for you, Nick? The same. Um, and Carlin, just just to, to kind of get uh, bring it up, is especially with George Carlin, I feel yeah. like those records were coming out because there were no Comedy Central hours. There was no HBO special at that time. So his albums, more than Richard Pryor even. Did you just burp? All the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His records, more than Richard Pryor even, uh, have like the feel of a polished show, like an hour, you know? And, you know, people like Robert Klein, I think they were doing records that were like uh, either actual specials, like How Delirious is Eddie Murphy Comedian, and, or, or they were essentially before you could have a yearly special. That was my favorite phase you know? of comedy when... Robert Klein and uh, George Carlin started wearing leather suits <laughs> in giant stadiums, yeah. especially Robert Klein. Yeah, yeah. Robert <laughs> Klein playing to 40,000 people is one of those things that you've got to be there. Well, you brought up sort of brings me to my point. I have clearly obviously been amassing tons of material in those past four okay. years. I have recorded an hour in the summer. That was a party. It was great. Um, but... There's a part of me that's like a little bit anxious now to finally get an official special produced by somebody. So I don't want to burn that material right. on Spotify and right. iTunes, etc. right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding on to it. But that just that's also why I released that rando 45 minutes thing mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube uh, a week ago because... Um, it's you can see some new material there for sure, no old material, but also it's like I'm not burning it necessarily because it will change and grow, and also 50% of that is me riffing with the crowd and getting loose. So, mm-hmm. my question about that, yeah, is can you post that or release that 45 minute kind of bootleg? random kind of uh, a set with what music bands do which is uh when they want to do an official bootleg do it on a white label you know what that's a really good idea i probably could but then also like uh, some of the material on it i am still building you know like it's like you um yeah it's like releasing a skeletal version of a song that hasn't fully grown yet right 
Which so I don't you know. Would do. you want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I guess like. I mean, a, a, some of those bands usually do it after yeah. the album come out. Then they'll give you like a demos yeah, collection right. or a, some. So, you know some what of mean? the Richard so, Pryor albums are that maybe because it's a bootleg. Well, you know? these trust days, me, I'm a mega music fan because we, we can make the correlations all day because I actually think of my comedy career as like an indie kind of rock punk garage punk well, kind that's of guy. Oh, I, that's I my for, yeah, that's, that's like, my stuff. For me, it's important to put out the albums at least with some sort of. Uh, I don't know, like ideally feel physical release, you know, because it's it's that exact aesthetic. And also I view it like a band album where, you know, you don't have to put them out every year necessarily, mm-hmm. and you know, right. until you wrap it up a, with something and, you know. Uh, Today's music world is insane. If you don't put a song out every second, you're done. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's been great for me. <laughs> it's bad. You know, well, I, I, I if think you guys it's... hear barking when you're listening, by the way, that's me. I'm sick. I'm a wolf man. But you know what's a cool thing about music now is that there's a certain types of, like, SoundCloud hip-hop stuff are actually, mm. like, designed so you can play them off the speaker on your phone. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, that's know. how the sound is. <laughs> and if you listen to it on headphones, it's like listening to it through a phone speaker. Well, getting phone. getting back to the process, though, and, and whether or not you want to release that 45 minutes, that's, that's already out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's already out yeah. there. Um, a lot of people today are so hip to the comedic process through... Seinfeld and Netflix and and podcasts and people dissecting comedy Mm -hmm. now. It's more open than ever before. So it would be an interesting, maybe not before your special, upcoming special, but. Well, I think you're right in the sense that, like, yeah, you have a good idea in the sense that, um, like, yeah, get fans like talking about this stuff, promoting it, listening to it in their cars, doing whatever they want. And then a film that clearly that is different than a loose show where it's like, what'd you say? Like talking to the audience and then going weaving in and out of material is different than, yeah, a film special. I think like, but, yeah, comedy fans would understand like, oh, now I'm seeing this the, set like the yeah. mastered product. Yeah, this you, piece, you could like, also, yeah. uh, with a bootleg kind of thing, if you wanted to clarify it for idea. the audience, you could just edit it, you know, so with that in mind, you know, and, and, uh, I feel like the fact Howie Mandel has comedy albums when there's so much visuals and crowd work. Sorry, he to does. It. Who? I'm Where? guessing he has fits like a glove, but what else does he have? Well, okay. He has a comedy album. He put that out in 86, 87, but though. didn't he do a Bobby's world album? <laughs> Uh, Steve Martin Brothers. Oh yeah, the forgotten Steve wow, Martin album. Good the one that's forgotten. Yeah, well, I that forgot. was that was that's the incredible. One, that was the one where he brought in uh, co-writers, a co-writer, if not co-writers. Are you sure? Yeah, co- I think co-writers. Martin Mull helped write some of that album. Really? Yeah. I think co-writers should be called coat writers. Yeah, man. Forget the most. <laughs> this incredible. <laughs> How about Coke writer? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what's 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 great is Coke Brothers. Speak, yeah. speak just because I brought up Steve Martin. A um, uh, couple of things. How about that bass? Steve Martin. This Steve Martin Brothers album. Yeah. Is one half comedy, one half banjo playing. Yeah. You know what? The guy's is, sick in the head. Which is uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is something to think about if you want to put out another album. Shot My wife girl. and I put Let's Get Small on because she that's her favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And uh, hadn't listened to it like in forever. And you forget how much banjo was already on his first album. <laughs> like you think of him, like oh, he's really embraced the banjo in later years. It's like no, no. he was banjo a oh, thousand sure. percent yeah. all the time. It's all the time. Let's get small. The one uh, I think he's that's got the first one. Isn't on it? His head. Yeah, he's got yeah, on his head. yeah. That's a good one. And comedy, oh, comedy yeah. is not pretty. pretty. That was the one that I was crazy. I think for, Wild I think. and Crazy Guy is the second one, right? That's when he was huge. Yeah. That's I mean, King Tide, and he stuff, does that right? in a huge hall. Oh, so comedy is not pretty is the second one. That What's maybe. the joke where he says that, it, you know, no, I so I feel up. funny, you, you know, when he goes, people come up to me and they say, Steve, how are you so fucking funny? Uh, I think that's Steve Martin Brothers. I don't know, actually. It all just melds into bit. one thing. But great the second bit. point I wanted mm-hmm. to make about Steve Martin mm-hmm. and you guys being comedians, I was gifted for, I think, uh, my 
birthday a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the Steve Martin Masterclass course. Oh, yeah. How was that? <laughs> Which, because the person who gave it to me knew I was a huge Steve Martin fan. Yeah. Not because oh, I had aspirations so for, yeah, for, yeah, okay. for, love, for love comedy. Class. That's cool. It was just more about trying to find out a little bit more about his process. And, and how was it? It was interesting. Because it, it, mm-hmm. he does it with like four, three or four aspiring yeah. comedians who... I think I saw that clip yeah, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. and he who gives... Who that? I don't know, but he, he'll talk to the camera for about you know for you, ten minutes about oh, yeah. every. <laughs> there's lessons and stuff, and the best part is when you go and you, you know, there's like there's like a message board of of people who've bought right. the class mm-hmm. and who are following it, and they have comments and mm-hmm. they're comedians. That's yeah. the best because oh, I don't think any real comedian would actually, mm-hmm. first of all, use it. And, and take notes, and then mm-hmm. second of all, go to the length of commenting on the Masterclass site. Yeah. How much banjo is in the Masterclass? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, guys, it's very important to know. But I mean, I, he, he's just someone who's lasted. Mm-hmm. I wish he continued. He rather he segued more into movies and yeah. forgot about stand-up. And this Martin Short thing. That's the only you know, thing the that stuff would... with Martin Short, you know, he's Recently, kinda, yeah. he's But Martin impressed. Short is like, Amazing. You know, yeah. That's the thing. He I gets think... better with age. That's you... the only thing that would make me skeptical about a masterclass with Steve Martin is that to be he always seemed obsessed with being an intellectual yeah first yeah and foremost especially you get that when you read Still Standing but also and I think he pushed himself to go that way with like writing books and all that stuff and then also the books are great oh the serious books yeah serious books Shop Girl's perverse and then but but what I want to get at is like he's just been so disconnected (laughs) from really grinding it out in comedy for decades that that's the only thing that would make me a little bit skeptical, and even he's almost like the straight man for the most part during Martin Short. Martin Short. And Steve I, Martin's thing, which was crazy. But yeah, I guess if I really you're saddled, loved it. I, it was so I did great. too. Yeah. Saddled yeah. next to Martin Short, who's like this kind of like ball bomb of energy, yeah. and he's yeah. and also more importantly, Martin he's more Short, subtle of a comedian. But you read yeah. Still Standing? Yes. Or that is, is it such Born an important. Up? Or no. It's, Oh yeah, maybe you're uh, right. Born yeah, standing. Yeah, up. yeah. It's born, still, what's, oh, born still standing, standing is the CBC <laughs> yeah, show. It's a CBC born show. Born standing up. Yeah, I, I also read uh, Pure Dribble. Sorry, Pure right. Dribble Pure is Dribble. awesome. Oh, and, and also cool. essays. I should read it. Funny essays. Yeah, cruel. I have shoes. all these Woody Allen books that I love. I that I have to throw out in the garbage <laughs> now. <laughs> I like, Sucks. The, I like that you clarified you can't put them in a little library or something. Those, They're going in the garbage. No, you can't. I don't know. Yeah, here's mm-hmm. some books like you can't it, read yeah. anymore. Uh, Fatherhood? Fatherhood. <laughs> By um, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, fatherhood. Um, and then Bill Cosby should uh, write a master class on compartmentalization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should write a master class on uh, guiltily... Uh, helping, you know, helping people out of guilt, basically. Because <laughs> that's his whole thing. That's like, remember Dave Chappelle's thing where he's like talking about Bill Cosby and he yeah. goes like, well, but he helped this. And it's like, yeah, he did it because of that. Dave Chappelle should teach a master class on smoking yeah. like a bad boy. He should teach a master class on breaking society. Breaking bad. Yeah, he should have a breaking bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking just about Jesse. But what's up with Masterclass? I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to start a bit here. Are they masters? Written. Is this a class? <laughs> like, this thing where David Lynch goes like, I make movies. And you can, you should make movies too. I was just really... think about a movie. And so then whoever created Masterclass is a billionaire because how did they get David Lynch and Steve Martin and these people to participate? That's what uh, freaks me out. They probably flattered them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 I think it, it's <laughs> definitely know. hard to start up. Obviously, whoever's behind it mm-hmm. has a lot of influence. Right. But mm-hmm. all you need is like the first two people, and then everybody else wants to be associated. I think it yeah. is that. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. TED Talks, right? Like, yeah. it's very similar yeah. because TED Talks had that thing where it's like, you're going to hear a genius in their field saying stuff. And if then you ever, the other if day, like, yeah. if I, you didn't I, do a master class, were, are you? Were you ever a master? No. You know, and then you die never knowing. Yeah. That's what it is, the Hollywood ego. Vincent Van Gogh cut off his ear to go viral. (laughs) He should teach a master class on uh, getting famous after. I went to the MoMA the the other week, and that starry night, 
painting is there. Oh, it's sick, dude. Well, I wouldn't know because <laughs> I would love to puff a huge joint and blow smoke on that. <laughs> Everyone reeked of weed at the MoMA. I think they think it's more mo- modern than it is. You know, like they're like modern art, man. And then they walk in, it's like 1800. <laughs> they should but, change it to Mo Man. <laughs> there's great art in there. There's some Salvador Dali stuff I think you'd go crazy for. Oh, man. Chris. And he's not. He was never on drugs. He is drugs. Yeah, man. And mm-hmm. also uh, Mark Rothko, um, those color oh, paintings. Oh, yeah, I love that. Three well, colors. Yeah, what was amazing was like being like, oh, yeah, I know his work. I know this painting. This mm-hmm. is cool, but I know this. And then like kind of that was a room I decided to just like sit down in to take a rest. Mm-hmm. And then I was like... Oh man, like I feel like I'm in a temple right now. I was gonna like, ask the, you, the, yeah, the good vibes coming. from I was gonna those ask paintings. you which room in the MoMA you rested in. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no. Did you thank know that you I <laughs> about to ask that? Oh man. yeah, yeah. That was New- my first question. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you went to New York recently. Where did you rest <laughs> at the MoMA? I, uh, I, you know, I, I walked into a Mo- uh, Rothko painting once and went inside. <laughs> and it was its own world. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, uh, it's, and I rested inside the painting, and that's why now you speak in colors oh yeah blue mostly um (laughs) you know what i met a girl there and she came in colors for the music fans wow does anyone know that what's that song no she comes in colors love ah right oh right yeah absolutely (laughs) right yeah, this coffee has made me my brain you're, you're, too fast. I mean, it's no. it's going faster than I can keep well, up. You know, look, Chris, let's get it back to your comedy career. Let's yeah, talk let's, about well, something. Well, you actually tour around the world all the time and rock and roll and well, make people hang, party all the time. Hang on, we stick around watching movies like nerds. Hey, I rocked some people the other week. In, oh, wrong, were you were you playing wrong, in a band and some Brutal Nights covers? You know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to Where start was a punk that? band and I can sing? Yes, and I'll do... What are you going to do, Nick? Dishes. Sing as well. <laughs> I'll wash I'll dishes. <laughs> Actually, there was a teen cred combo song called Wash Dish. Am I yeah, wrong? but we can't really get deep into <laughs> okay, the... Sorry. But, you know, Wash Dish was like a casualty of uh, teen cred 90s combo, irony uh, culture where I was deep in the irony. I was very 90s young. 90s irony culture. Is that but a title? I did, I did write a sequel called 2025 for Brutal Nights. I think 90s irony culture broke Nick's brain. He yeah, went too hard. I went hard. What's his name from Record Peddler? Was Mark from Record Peddler was in that band? With he you. was the drummer in our band, Mark Jarrett. Yes. Isn't that cool? See, I know Toronto music. Mark Jarrett came out to a comedy show I did. That was very exciting in Hamilton. I haven't seen him in years, but he was the nicest guy to me because I was like a dumb kid trying to learn about garage rock. At, Great like, dude. Rotate this. Great dude. Yeah, and you he need, taught me stuff. You need that record store guy, man. Yeah. You gotta have that record store guy, you know, so you can go in there and he can... This yeah. is my attempt at a Mark If you like impression. this, you'll like this. Yeah, he'll go, oh, man, if you dig the fugs, you might like <laughs> Mad Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Jarrett. <laughs> is that Mark Jarrett? No, it's <laughs> no, sorry, I'm half, record store. It's a composite oh. of... A million Chris and I are doing something that you. It's okay. We're taking it's care of it. It's funny because in your business, <laughs> riffing is playing a guitar, <laughs> and with us, riffing yeah. is um, playing the guitars of our what mouth. What you're doing is funny as you make it up in the thing. <laughs> Comedians' guitars are to. their tongues. Yeah. Comedians well, you guys have collabed. I, I was hoping for some sort of riffing. Oh God, deleted. Didn't you guys? <laughs> didn't you guys collab somewhere? We've collabed here and, and I did, did his podcast. Com- yeah. I did his collabs? podcast. Yeah, we did my podcast. But no, like more like a We've made some we've been doing shows together since it. 2002. Two. Te- yeah. Maybe 2001 really. That's crazy. Probably 2001. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like pirate video or something. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We, but, and uh and and uh, we made a few videos. For those that don't together. know me that are listening, I'm bald. This is a long time <laughs> of doing this shit. And Chris was in a video years ago Can that I, say shit I on did this? with probably yeah. uh, Graham Wagner and, and Nathan actually filmed it. Oh and, yeah, and Nathan Chris has a filmed very, it. And douche, Chris has a very funny ending. And I don't know. Yeah, there was like that's right. I have a cameo. I think Chris <laughs> and I have done a bunch of stuff together. And Chris, you can hear. I think both of us. I don't know if I... Mm-hmm. Chris has such big laughs on, on his Nick's, first album. Uh, I'm Here All Week album. You can hear me in the back boosting the laughs. Yeah, Chris... <laughs> I like... 
I like that you, you were you didn't just want to say laughing. You wanted to make it clear that you were trying to help me. You could hear me going, ha ha ha, right guys? Well, I, I think I think that's the basis of everyone's laugh, is just because they feel nervous, so they're like <laughs> No, so it was good. It was I'm uh, totally joking. Very supportive. You were always very supportive. And uh, you know, you love the Irishman, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so and Beach I did start off yeah. the conversation addressing your records, but yeah. what's um, transitioned from records because it's not um, as popular to put out now are these mm-hmm. Netflix specials. Well, can yeah. I just can I just I want back up with a, 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 a serious question for Chris that I promise oh. will take us somewhere. It'll take us on a journey. I think you'll like this, Chris. You know what? Is Flow a- is passe. I think uh, right, it, right. I think podcasts now need to be clunky and chunky. <laughs> Look, I am. I promise, I'm supplementing his question here. Yeah. And okay. The, the question is, how do you get a net? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Netflix special? How do you get that? How do you do it? How do I you didn't... do everything? But no, I don't honestly, have one. I don't have one. I want to tell you that Chris, uh, ha- well, I don't know. The audience, I guess, was like always so funny, super funny. But uh, you were doing a lot of different things for a long time, and then eventually you said, "No, stand up. I'm going to take it. Yeah. To, to I'm going to devote a lot of time to crafting it." And yeah. and then I streamlined stand up about ten years ago. About that, yeah. But and, I was doing it for a long time. Yeah, and um, from there, you know, you basically you've sustained that uh, work uh, regimen, you know, for the entire time. I would say, and it, or built on it, but yeah. definitely, definitely sustained it. You know, in terms of material and being out there performing. So I was just wondering, what keeps you on the straight and narrow, and if having two kids and a wife eventually um, is part of what lit a fire under that. I would love of to yours. stop doing everything and drown in the ocean. Now to be that's honest. the Chris I know. Yeah, I don't. No, I, that's the other side of you, though. Like that's two the, summers ago, I was like, should I just learn how to be a gardener? But then you have to go to school forever to be a gardener. Exactly. You can't even just start being a gardener. How did Chansey do it? Chansey. Chansey from, oh, from being, being there. there. I think from simplicity. That's another <laughs> random. <laughs> I think he was how did a, he do it? He was just an idiot, he, he and they gave him the keys to the garden. <laughs> Sometimes gardeners are simple. I mean, that's, you know, what is simple, really? I, like, get depressed if I'm not on stage. That's all it is. I don't know. Because, you know... You don't like, get depressed on stage, too? Uh, no, that's my but problem. I maybe, like, joke about that stuff. But, like, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't know. The world is fucked up. You gotta just, like, I don't know. I don't like... Comedy is cool because I wasn't it's a, a good way of like not participating in the world that bothers you in a way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You get yeah. to like stand outside and be like, "Fuck this," and everyone laughs their ass well, off. Well, and if and and also and that's kind of what makes me stick with it. To be honest, like mentally, you but can then, talk about what frustrates you in a way that that also because it has to. paid me and it pays yeah. me. I have to keep doing it because right. I'm not going to start something over that doesn't pay me. I don't know what to do anymore. Do you, so Garden. You mentioned Baroness Von Sketch. But I love it. Do you, I you write on that show too? I was a guest comedy? writer for season three for a couple weeks, yeah. So and that was a party. Those guys are much really like, inspirational. Much like music, you know, mm-hmm. um, I recently had a discussion about this, songwriting. Yeah. And if you come up with a, a riff that you know, it's too good for mm-hmm. the person you're working with. Oh, yeah. And you want to keep it, but they're in the room. Have you ever done a thing where you've come up with some sort of zinger and uh, you're like, <laughs> oh, shit, I just gave away a wicked joke for my set? Uh, no, it's different because you're trying to write for the voice of the show and it's sketch. Um, yeah, sometimes maybe there's a little bit like, huh? But you, when you're in the room, you're basically like, I'm giving you all these yeah, the thoughts. Dedication, yeah, the dedication is to making it for the thing. So it's right. just like... But and, even and within the, the time in writing, you're getting paid like more than you're getting paid to do stand-up. So right, it's like, so you're kind of like, well, that was worth you know, $500 on, yeah. or whatever. To, right. to get, you know, if I could sell a joke for 500 bucks to someone, I'd have no act at all. Yeah, because I'd sell every joke to someone named Chris once your ship comes in fully, and I you have that disposable money. You should start a <laughs> master be... class called "Can I Sell You Jokes." <laughs> <laughs> 
the Nick Flanagan, the Nick Flanagan um, asking masterclass. So asking for asking, not even the G on asking for stuff. The no, Nick Flanagan masterclass. It's more like if you don't understand something, ask. And if you continue to not understand it, ask the same thing. And then if that's still unclear, ask again. Never change the wording of the ask. And then uh, if someone gets busy with other work continue asking them is this the, the riffing question. that you guys have talked about i've heard so much about well, chris riffed and i just <laughs> sort of verbally did nothing but i spoke yeah i presented it yeah i would say maybe idea. get a few different examples of riffing before you <laughs> form your opinion on it but it's the same with guitar notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? it would be like you. Not every riff is good. No, that yeah. a musician mm-hmm. makes. No offense. No, that's all good. Yeah. So you're saying you're working <laughs> on this eventual finished uh, 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 material yeah. for a special for yeah. a what's it? What's the end game? I don't know. I would love it to be something like that. Canada. They're always like up in the air. It's a bit precarious. But so far, for the past few years they've been making crave specials for canadian comics for they record an hour at a just for last festival and then they'll put it up on so you can stream it on crave Crave. um i would love one of those i'd love a netflix one i'd love a comedy central one or an hbo one Uh, everybody yeah but i showtime but the thing is is like i am a sort of like it's kind of corny to say about myself but it's not good but i just know my brand i'm like kind of raw loose kind of comedian that's like, why you got to do it yourself you even know with the special and then you own it that's like when this guy in know? winnipeg filmed this thing and edited it for me he sent it to me and i actually sat on it for a month being like well i can't do anything with this because i'm riffing so much and it's loose but then something like impulsive just hit me and i was like i'm gonna throw this out there and like actual like comedy fans hopefully can find it and pass it around and People that is kind of responding really well to happening it. it right now yeah it's been out for a week but yeah. it's like I don't know. It's confusing right now because the I'm really stubborn. Uh, I do come from maybe like a punky DIY kind of mentality still, which is stupid because I'm a married <laughs> man with two kids and a mortgage. But it's something stubborn in me that it's like I will do it. I, I, I just keep like sort of stopping playing the game to be like, no, I'm going to take risks. In like and just I don't know. But you know, I, I got, think the I got, best I thing. I started talking about a few things at once, but do you sort of see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I want that, and I'm waiting, and I think that. So so my way of like, uh, I don't just sit and wait. It's like I will keep making noise with comedy fans so that the demand is for my special. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not giving it because I've been waiting in a line and I got my turn. I want it because like. I'm still constantly touring, constantly make everyone like die laughing to the point where the demand is there. To like the my touring. opinion, there's people like in the in the comedy industry that get a special because people in the industry were like, this person deserves a special now because they like you know we trust them as the like some execs trust them. Well, Chris, yeah. I but mean, it's not the same as like like massing fans. As far wide as you can, but that's like, my fear. Chris is the fucking best. That's you my know what I'm fear. Saying? Like or that's who I like. After doing it, especially in Canada, because it's such a small uh, industry. Like the the people that have saved my career over and over again are my peers in the business. Like comedy, other comedians talking about me and promoting me, and the fans that I have gathered on my own. Uh, uh, I noticed that you used to do a podcast and yeah. you don't do it anymore and that's another means of self-promotion yeah so i want to start a new one but maybe like a little different but that there's a good fan base for that podcast yeah why did you uh leave it <sighs> to be honest i joined a production company that promised me the world and they sucked and they dropped the ball and uh and uh they didn't do shit for me and then i just lost all enthusiasm about the podcast after that I hope this uh, mm-hmm. appearance uh, recharges your batteries. I mean, yeah, this has been nothing but... Um, this is great, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> no complaints, and everyone's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, yeah, that was another uh, Well, thank question. you for asking me about me. I don't get to talk about this uh, stuff that much. I go on podcasts, comedy podcasts, but you just riff and be silly and say well, nonsense. But yeah. I never... 
For some reason, the combination of you being sincere and jacking me up on coffee, I really did. I haven't talked about my uh, uh, ambitious desires like that in a long time. Good. <laughs> well, I, I, I am very uh, curious to, to hear about comedians and uh, the, the, the process that comedians go through when it comes to, you know, trying to figure out 2020 and, and, and yeah. doing some sort of art form that isn't. That's really, really loose. You know, it's yeah. not. You're not um, uh, uh, a musician or or a filmmaker. No. It's so loose. It's, it's a wild west. I world. do. Cho- I do choose a hard road. I'm a stubborn, hands-on guy, and uh, I I used to tour with Yuck Yucks, for example. Uh, but then I was producing my own tours too, and there was conflict because uh, Yuck Yucks, you can't play other rooms in cities that they have clubs, and they get a little upset. So I, that was about. Four, Very old school. Four or five. Mm-hmm. I know. Was Nick on one of your tours? No. Nick? No, I don't think so. No. We've, no. we've, we've oh, awkward. We've Sorry, guys. Together. No, we played in different cities together. I'd a love lot to of come cities. along for a tour sometime, Chris. I can drive now. Oh, so, sorry to make it awkward. Oh, do you have a video of you doing comedy online you can send me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nick has, no. Nick's open for them. us. I've opened for, for Danko Jones. Yeah. I've opened for... Nick basically got his start Well. You had a fan base from um, Brutal Nights, and then you would... I, I, you I was would, doing comedy before Brutal Nights, actually. But you were opening for bands. Yes, but that was before Brutal Nights, too. It was just... Yeah. It was Ahem. just something... <clears throat> Did you yes. open for Danko Jones? Yes. Did no, you start it? No. No, but Nick and I worked together, and then... Yeah. And then I used to... It was just him and I at, at open mics, and I would, I would record them on a cassette. Yeah. Recorder. Whoa. His first few times yeah i had no idea that your history was that deep very first time actually very yeah the very first one maybe three four uh, times a music open mic at the uh, old york tavern that was uh another life but i remember that place yeah You know what? Uh, well, since we were talking about Richard Pryor I, and Steve Martin, I go back to the real old guys. I love the old vaudeville stuff. Yeah, it's Every awesome. time I watch an old like clip of, clip of Groucho or W.C. Fields. I thought you were going to say Klu Klux We watched Groucho <laughs> Marx on the Klu Dick Klux Cabot Klan. show. No, I'm not even going to give you a sound bite. <laughs> if, if you have a second to watch Dick Cavett's uh, yeah, Dick interview Cavett. with, with Dick Groucho Cavett. Marx or anything with Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett. Dick Lost, Cavett. Uh, yeah. He's the king. He Okay, I'll tell you something super funny that happened recently. But Dick Cavett ends that, the, the hour one with Groucho. He goes, oh, I, I might even get emotional talking about it. He goes, gee, you know, he's like, uh, uh, only one person in the whole world uh, gets to be Groucho Marx and, uh, and it was you. So, uh, you know, and it's like... Yeah. He's just good, so good at saying stuff like that. Yeah. I think he's like, you're lucky uh, it was you. Considering, like, you know, Nick always comes on here with a, with a bunch of impressions. Yeah. It seemed like it was a pretty bang-on Dick Cavett Did impression. I do a good Dick Cavett? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good. I'll like tell you was, a good one. So my, my friend Mike and I, our friend Mike and I, yeah. we, we just saw Cassavetti's Husbands at the New Paradise Theater. Wow. And that movie, have you seen it? It's no. a shit show. It's like, it's... But it's it's kind of good in an artsy experimental seventies way. Yeah. But it's Peter Falk, Cassavetes, and Ben Gazzara going nuts. So I watched the Dick Cavett. I've watched it before, but the Dick Cavett promo from the seventies. You know, like they come on and they're just being bastards on the show, yeah. like acting like like they're wasted. They're being like their ca- characters. Kind that of, was kind of a common like, thing with Cavett. Was people <clears throat> would be kind of like jerk to him because he was yeah. so ridiculous. Not all the time. But, but they're just like falling all over the place, being assholes, not letting him talk, interrupting him, trying to make jokes that aren't landing with the audience at, <laughs> at Dick's expense. Then Ben Gazar is the only one that's trying to play this talk show game a bit and be take pity on Dick Cavett. And Ben goes, uh, okay, here, okay, you want to hear about the movie? If there's some scenes in it, or if there's some parts of it that you think are too long it's because and dick cuts him off and goes gee i haven't even seen the movie yet and i already think it's too long (laughs) and i was like oh and it's so enjoyable you gotta watch it yeah yesterday my mom was like and then they're like they start acting like assholes again and it's crazy and then dick just looks right at the camera and the audience and he's like 
Uh, see, this is why I didn't join a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch it. He's so good at Burns. He even like Burns Don Rickles. Pretty oh, good. Oh, the Don Whoa. Rickles appearance yeah, is also it's crazy. the best. The Don Rickles one is so good because Don so, Rickles on Dick Cavett. Yeah, no, it's wow. amazing yeah. because so Don Rickles fan of that is old, like all that he's old half stuff. sincere, like he's half being the real guy, but he but he's also immediately reverting to like burning Dick Cavett at his own or making jokes about his wife or himself, like at just random intervals. So it's it's both like a cool insight into how smart a person he was but also he's being hilarious which Don Rickles man it's like yeah the old stuff always inspires me yeah I've been watching Don Rickles lately and it's just it's amazing and I think it's really important for us to kind of maintain or try to find so do you have you watched old Jackie Leonard stuff no because he is apparently like Don like they like actually Dick Cavett makes that joke he's like uh um, he's like, I'm really glad to have you on the show tonight because I'm such a huge fan of Jackie Leonard. That's funny. You know, because oh, apparently okay. Don yeah. Rickles... Fashioned himself yeah. after. Yeah. And Jackie Leonard has a good burn, like you can see. I forget, he's like talking about another comedian, but he's like, he's like, uh, give it, keep it going for so-and-so. I forget who it was. He's like, you got to admit, he's got a, he's got a really great uh, comedy style, eh? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really? that kind of like one-liner burn type wow. stuff. I, like I love the guys it. Yeah. that Don Rickles seems to have had like a spiritual influence on, like, like Dave Attell, you know, has that Rickles yeah. element. And then, Oddly enough, Brad Garrett is like if really? you watch Brad. Brad I've never Brad. seen Brad Garrett. He does. Mostly I mean, I've seen insulting like a... crowd work. Uh, <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. I've probably seen like a way old just for laughs with Brad Garrett, but nothing else. No, it, like Brad Garrett's. You know, he's such a natural actor. I don't mean to go in this weird Brad Garrett terror, but when I would see him on that. Raymond show, I'd be like, this guy's like a good actor. You know, I didn't <laughs> even know Raymond he did stand up. I and then. And then when I finally saw that he did Santa, I was just like, oh, man, like, lucky him. He can right. act and he can joke. <laughs> and he's got height and he's like, imposing How's everybody do today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't more like, Raymond. Raymond, I just shot a perp. You have to help me. That's close to, uh, you're getting close to, um, what's TJ his name? Adrian's men. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking forward no, to writing Brad Dave. Garrett in the description of this episode. Yeah, and in the R.I.P. <laughs> obituary in the Danko Jones Times, your online newsletter. When he dies, Brad Garrett. You're going to write it, Brad. In the you have a Danko where, Jones you, where are you taking this one? <laughs> right? How far I don't is want this going? him to die. I want to say that yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> this is also why I'm talking very fast. I usually don't talk this fast. <laughs> you got to keep up with you Nick. You got to keep up with Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to keep up and over with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of you your next podcast. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to probably up. Well, listen, Bernies. Weekend at Bernies. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call my Rose Battle show. <laughs> You know how, you know, here's my impression. There's, there's a certain, I feel like. How I was, did Jeff Ross miss out on Weekend at Bernie's? But, <laughs> That's crazy. I was hanging out with a comedian the other week, and he had. Um, I feel sorry for you. Well, I mean, there were financial. Were costs. they good or did they suck? <laughs> hanging out. They're fun to hang out with. Oh, good. But he had. I like that comedian. He's good at hanging out. That's when you know you suck. <laughs> It's like a Rogan podcast. You know, you're cool. I like hanging. You're good at just hanging out. You yeah. know, not everybody's good at hanging out. But uh, no, he had a roast battle hoodie on, like one of those Jeffrey Ross. And I was kind of like, this is a style of comedian who mm-hmm. wears like like merch. You mean swag? You know, there's merch. There's comedy merch for the roast battle. For roast battles. Oh yeah, it's oh. weird. We're talking about like Don Rickles and stuff, but to be honest, I just want to say I, I don't really like this modern roast battle shit. I think it really sucks. No, it's it's not what the is same. Roast as, it's not the shit. same. Same as Don it's a Rickles. show where they oh and Jeffrey Ross's try to show burn each other. really I saw it on a plane. There's some good stuff for there's sure, but as a yeah, there's some good ones. But I as a as I a my thing 100%. as a form, you mean in the in the yeah. whole yeah. scene? Yeah, I, I mean it's also been used in Toronto as one of the few cities that doesn't have like some sort of club connection to this because a lot of clubs. Their sort of junior leagues tend to be these hosting these roast battles, you know. But also, like those, in the, the comedy old Friars store, Club, like the, the like the Friars Club roasts and all that old vintage stuff. I love it. 
it's clever. They're trying to be like the innuendos and clean and stuff. It's a different. It's like a almost like a gentlemanly type of thing. This is not what's happening right no, now. Isn't it, but, but isn't just to roasting, isn't it roasting people that we all know, celebrities? So yeah, you kind of, they take that, that out kind of the you equation. You kind of already know the where the punchline is headed. Whereas yeah, so in roast battles, roasting, you'll see, like yeah. Peter, like who exactly, the fuck is you'll Peter see a brand new amateur comedians well, the yeah. problem, that go up against each other. They don't know each other. They're just trying to make it in the biz. So they say yes to like their five minute set on TV, and they look at each other and they go, "You're ugly." Yeah. It's like, I hope I make it, Mom. Like, but, that's yeah. But it's part yeah. of this weird thing with comedy. And, yeah, but and you're ugly, though. Like, boom. Music has uh, developed more of it, but it's sports, you know? The sort of sports uh, mentality brought yes, into yes, this. Yes, absolutely. And it's like, I don't need, which is funny, I said the junior leagues earlier, but it's like, you know, when comedy was just like people who you'd see on TV, the idea of them needing to be like, you know, you, they just aren't going on podcasts or something all the time being like, it's just important for me to be the best. You know, it's like you're actually just seeing it in action and it's uh, it's just inherent. So you're, you're not thinking, mm-hmm. okay, if I go do comedy nine times a week, I'll be as good as X. So we have mm-hmm. an era now where there's a ton of very polished people who are performing all the time mm-hmm. but like their act might not be good it just is like polished and right there and that can be confounding it's like a trick do you mind if i do a bathroom trip uh <laughs> chris thanks for coming on yeah thanks chris <laughs> thanks for nick, having me nick's going to the the can right now but uh it was great to have you on and uh the invitation is open again maybe thanks. next time bring some yeah. some skits yeah I'll bring some skits, some you know, gags. Gags. Um, yeah. I got sound effects. We, and Boing. impressions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, more impressions, please. Yeah, I think I can muster up some, sure. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, my my Twitter needs new followers because I got screwed in the summer and I had to start all over again. So it's at Chris Lock World. And on YouTube, it's Chris Lock Comedy. And watch that crazy video of me in Winnipeg. It's pretty fun. Some wild stuff happens. And Instagram? Uh, at Chris Lock Fun. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that was what my old Twitter was called, at Chris Lock Fun, and then it got screwed, and so that one's called at Chris Lock World. You'll find it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I eat a lot of pizza and I drink a lot of booze. I think sometimes I feel bad when I have those days where I, like, I spend the whole day on my couch in my track pants eating pizza, right? Because that's not what track pants were made for. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they were for, originally for people that want to get fit, not get fat. That's funny to me. That's like the same thing as going down to a sports shop and buying a baseball glove just so you can hold more chips. I like doing that joke. There's always a few guys in the audience that are like, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea, because Doritos are big. <laughs> and I want more than my friends got. <laughs> I don't like my friend as much as I like all these Doritos. 